When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Tuesday to all the Cubs fans out there. We've got a great podcast for you today for all of those joining on the YouTube feed. We appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe, download that uh, YouTube page for uh, CHGO Sports because that's the best way to take in everything we're doing. However, if you're a subscriber on podcasts, we're on every platform. Make sure you rate, like, all of those nice things. We have a special guest in the studio. Oh, oh well, here we go. <laughs> Technical doing, difficulties. Ryan? Ryan's back in studio one day. Technical difficulties. Yep. Ryan Herrera is back. Cody Demenda was always here. I've always been here, but we have the voice of Wrigley Field, Jeremiah Paprocki. Very nicely nice. done. Here, we all know that I do a garbage job on the intro to the show. Jeremiah, can you please tell us, give, give us like one sentence to introduce this show that we can maybe, you know, every once in a while go to if I have a hoarse voice or maybe <laughs> I've got a little cold going. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, and welcome to the CHGO Cubs Podcast. Yeah. Wow. There it is. Love That's that. what we needed. Beautiful. So the voice of Wrigley Field, the PA announcer at Wrigley Field. We're going to get to know you. We're very excited about this throughout the podcast. Um, gosh, this is going to be your third season, isn't third it? Third season coming up 30 days away. I'm excited. That's hard to believe already, isn't it? I, I mean, know. Time flies. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's longer, longer than I've been on the, on this podcast. That's two years longer than this podcast has been around at oh, this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. But and when, you, when you start doing that job in 21, you probably don't expect time to go by that quickly, right? Like, do you, do you take time to soak it in as a Chicago kid, a Cubs fan, like embrace what's going on in your life? Yeah, definitely. I mean... I like anytime I'm at the ballpark, I'm like, this is crazy. Like <laughs> now having the opportunity to, to show up 81 times guaranteed a, a year, a season is just mind blowing that just a few years back, I was going as a fan mm -hmm. sitting in the bleachers going two, three times a year to a game and always envisioning the opportunity to be in the press box, behind the mic, calling the names, and then act it actually happening, where it's not a vision anymore or a dream, it's reality. And, like, even not at the ballpark where I'm at home or anybody mentions anything Cubs, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I'm the voice of Wrigley. This, it just <laughs> casually 
becomes a <clears throat> reminder here and there, and I'm like, the voice of Wrigley, unbelievable, but it's the cool. voice of United uh, O'Hare Airport. I saw that video that you, yeah, uh, yeah. Doing you O'Hare Airport on Facebook. Now too? I did a little voiceover for the new Terminal 5 expansion. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a little voiceover project, but obviously O'Hare is a big name. So that was really cool to get that opportunity. It's international. You're international. People are flying in from all over the world. Yeah. Your voice is soothing them as they get ready to go into our traffic. That's the Pretty way it much. is. They, like, they land and <laughs> get ready for two hours of traffic as you head <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Um, well, that's exciting. You do soccer as well, right? Yeah, I'm the uh, PA announcer for the Chicago Red Stars um, and for UIC men's basketball team, but I also do, like, all the other sports, like soccer, volleyball, baseball, softball's coming up. So Busy, busy man. Busy. Yeah. Trying to stay busy. My question is, when did you discover that you had the the voice to be a PA announcer for not just the Cubs, but just in general, like you had the voice for this job? I would say pretty early on in life, like around seventh or eighth grade. Oh, wow. So the backstory behind that is how I got into all of it is after – my first couple of Bulls games I went to, I got really intrigued by the whole animation intro sequence when the mm-hmm. running of the Bulls yeah. goes Classic. through the city. Yeah. And then it's the, the picture of the bus mm-hmm. with the opposing team, and that's when the Cirrus picks up. And then the former PA announcer for the Bulls, Tommy Edwards, would belt out the and now. And so I would just unconsciously find myself doing the and now and it was at home it was at school in a classroom i'd get check marks for for being disruptive in class but it was well worth it because that was in that moment i was kind of shaping my voice into what it is today and um when you get to that point at, at that age where you know they tell you to start looking for things to get into career rise uh funny enough wanted to be an airline pilot. Uh, me and my mom would always travel, even at a young age. And so I was always at an airport or okay. exposed to like airplanes and stuff like that. Um, and then just little by little, as I got into high school, the opportunity came out where I got to do the uh, homeroom announcements, mm-hmm. took it upon myself to do our sports teams there. And then, you know, UIC came about and then little by little worked over there. And then the Cubs job opened up and here I am. <laughs> so there we go. It I, all started because of the most iconic introduction in in sports, yeah. in my opinion. Definitely, it's one of them for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I imagine you as a little kid being like, "And mom, now going to get the mail." <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't. Did you that drive ex- her crazy I at some point? I wasn't that extreme. <laughs> okay. but I would literally. I might. There were times where I probably would drive her crazy because when the Bulls were playing games, I would actually pretend that I was Tommy Edwards. But at home, and so I'm watching the Bulls game on TV, whether it's WGN or NBC Sports Network, and I'd, like, print out a roster or make a makeshift one, and I'd be like, checking in for the Bulls, number one, Derek Rose, at home, to the TV, and myself. And so uh, I'm sure she was in the other room like, God, this kid is crazy. But here you go. But it worked out. Yeah, practice yeah, makes yeah, perfect, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Like um, so we're going to get to know you, as I said, throughout the podcast. I do want to get to the Cubs injury news that's the big story of the day, and that is Seiya Suzuki with a moderate 
The results are now back in moderate oblique strain. And we have David Ross uh, from Marquee Network this morning talking about the injury. And, of course, uh, we had the news late last night that he was going to now skip the World Baseball Classic. Get a plan in place. Um, It is a minor strain. um, And, you know, I think it's one of those things, like I said yesterday, we'll kind of put the plan in place, react to how he's feeling, uh, let him build back up and, um, the goal is to get him back when he's fully healthy and, and can, can really contribute and help us. We've, these oblique things are, are pretty tricky, so we'll, um, we'll make sure we're listening to his body and talking to the docs. So not great news. You know, I, I, we're not going to put Jeremiah in an odd position because he works for the Cubs, so we're not going to talk about replacements with him. But it is interesting that now you, you look at the timeline and you say, Ryan, you look at, Tyler Glass now has a moderate strain, and they're saying six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think it probably puts opening day in question. I think so. I think it does. And, you know, it, it every oblique strain is different. We saw it a couple of years back with Nico. You know, Nico had that oblique thing that kept, uh, I, I believe it was Nico, that kept popping up on him in 2021, if I'm not mistaken. That, sound, that sounds right. Drew Smiley had an oblique thing last year. Um, so everyone's different and everyone's timeline is different. And just looking at class now, obviously he's a pitcher and say he's a right fielder. So even that part of it is different, but I don't know. I think, I think he put the rough time, the rough timeline in that four to eight week range just to, just to see. So it does, um, put opening day in question, but just my, my question to you, Jeremiah is having, you know, from your perch in the PA box, just seeing say Suzuki last year. I mean, how excited were you to, you know, coming in this season and seeing say Suzuki in his second year? On the Cubs. Uh, I'm always excited for any of the players uh, that are on the roster and just, um, as always, looking forward to that new excitement, that that fresh air of, mm-hmm. of, of new baseball. And we're 30 days away, so I'm very excited to see how this this new roster uh, shapes out to be. So, Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's certainly not great in terms of uh, the injury. Uh and the, I think the thing that scares me the most is just that it's oblique and it can be tricky and you just don't know. Like, it, he could be fine in two, three weeks. He, he could be fine in six weeks. I mean, I, I don't know. And that, that's the only thing that about it that bothers me. So, uh, I want to believe that they just aren't letting him go to the WBC for precautionary reasons. Um, and hopefully there's an, uh, uh, an update sooner rather than later. Well, you feel bad for him because here's a guy who went home – and embraced everything the Cubs said at the end of the season. You know, his body kind of wore down on him a little bit at the end of a long major league season, his first last year. He went home, put on the 20 pounds, worked out. I mean, if you saw anybody come back and show up in Arizona, you were like, this guy did the work. Mm -hmm. He was the guy. So now to have something that bugs him early on, right out of the gate, uh, it, it has to be frustrating for him because I think, there's a lot of people, including all of us, around baseball looking at him and saying, here's a guy who could take a nice baseline rookie season in the majors and potentially take a huge step, right? So mm-hmm. we were kind of hoping, and I don't think there's reason to rule any of that out yet just because of an oblique strain early in the season, but it's, it has to be at the very least frustrating for him. Don't you think? I mean, I, I, he's yeah, got to be. So. Well, and then you, you think about the fact that he he was really looking forward to playing in the World Baseball Classic. He was on Team Japan in 2017, 
Um, he was 22 years old at the time. Now he's 28, prime of his career, a full season of facing major league pitching under his belt. Like he probably would have been a pretty big part of that Team Japan team. Um, and you know, I, I'm sure it's just very disappointing for him to not be able to represent his country in the World Baseball Classic. But also, yes, to to not know at the moment whether he'll be healthy on opening right. days, is, is, especially with all the work he did this off season. Yeah, it has to be disappointing. Not you know for the Cubs, for the fans, for him specifically too. It's just like it, it, it is a disappointing situation all around um, because I think people are were expecting to see some big things out of say just with the work he put in, um, having that full year under his belt. Like that was everyone was interested to see what say Suzuki could do this season, and now you don't know if he's going to start the season healthy and playing right field for the Cubs anymore. I will just say don't hit the panic button. No. Because you look around baseball and you see other guys suffering season-ending mm-hmm. injuries that have already happened, and you see it all the time in football and other sports. But for baseball players, it's not quite as usual, but you see the Dodgers going through that, and we'll talk more about it later. But um, at least it's something they've got an eye on. They know what's going on, and they, they know to take it easy. It's not something that they're going to push – just to get him ready for opening day if that's – first of all, he'd probably be like, oh, I could miss two or three cold days. I would. <laughs> you know, he was already saying, it was a little cold there at Wrigley yeah. Field. So, no, it's, it's, it's disappointing, and Patrick Wisdom scratched again. Um, he was in the lineup today. Now he's scratched again, uh, and he is going to have uh, James Triantos will be the DH today. But, hey, it opens the door for other guys in yeah. Arizona to step I, up and – Make their name known. Right. And we've talked about, you know, the depth on this team. And, you know, critics are asking if, if it's good depth or not. But I do think the Cubs have good depth uh, position where, position player-wise. And so, you know, this is a chance for guys like Nelson Velasquez and, uh, you know, Christopher Morrell and uh, maybe even Brennan Davis. A lot of people were tweeting at me last night, you know, is, is Brennan Davis going to get that opportunity? And I, I think based off what we've – heard uh the front office and, and and the team say that they you know i feel like he probably going to start the year in the minors either way unless more injuries come but uh yeah this is a, a good opportunity for other guys and at the end of the day i mean uh yeah i'd rather have say suzuki as our starting right fielder uh but why i think that you you got to have you got to have guys step up when stuff like this happens so uh we'll see what happens i guess we will see, and we'll we'll continue to uh, take a look at what's going on. The Cubs play again uh, this afternoon against the Brewers. While the podcast is going on, they'll be starting up out there in Arizona. Uh, but we want to get to know Jeremiah. And, Cody, before we do that, I do want to point out that one thing that always uh, makes you feel better if you've got an injury is Goose Island. Here. It, takes, <laughs> yeah. it takes a little bit of, the, you know. I, you know, la- last night, you know, the, the news came out that Sale wasn't going to play in the WBC. So what did I do? I had to crack open a Goose Island because I had to feel better a little bit. So, uh, you know, I, I really like the beer hug editions that they have, the tropical one, 9.9 oh, yeah. alcohol uh, percentage. I'm not counting, just saying. Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO, Chicago's beer since 1988. They got the Black Ox Pale Ale. Uh, the Goose Pub in the UC open for has been open for almost ten years. The tap room is a pregame destination for Hawks fans. Lots of charity work between the two organizations over the years. The Bull City three one two, which is a limited release. If you haven't tried it, try it now. The can matches the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three city edition uniforms. 
in the 312 Wheat Ale, the Bourbon County Stout, Christmas IPA, Beer Hug IPA Series, like I said, uh, the Matilda. Guys, uh, I love it all. 312 Green Line. Uh, Goose Island is my favorite beer. There's no doubt it is my favorite beer. So, uh, anyway. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Uh, so, uh, we got, I know we have the Bulls Watch Party tomorrow. Uh, yeah. And I believe it's us. You know, Goose Island is, is helping us. I think there'll be some deals there. $2 Goose Island beers. I, I Don't quote me on that. I can't remember. Just uh, CHGO Bulls Twitter account. There's information about it there. there we go. Uh, but Goose Island, thanks to them for helping us out with that. Um, Goose Island's two local uh, locations are open and ready to welcome you. Grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton. Or get a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brew House at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations. Goose Island Beer Company. We love it. I, one thing that Jeremiah is going to notice at Wrigley Field already this year is how much more beautiful Wrigley Field will be at night with that new ComEd efficiency lighting that they put in. <laughs> the the, like. Yeah, the ComEd energy efficiency <laughs> program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve Manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade their outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device or track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting Network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz right now to start saving money and energy. And to start a project, contact them at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, email businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. We are lucky to have Jeremiah Paprocki, the voice of Wrigley Field, on the CHGO Cubs podcast today. Uh, been doing it for two years at Wrigley Field as the PA announcer. This will be his third season. And I guess the first thing that I always want to know about this, whether somebody's doing a Bulls game or a Cubs game, so obviously in your in your case we're talking Cubs, what is your daily routine like? When do you start looking at specifically the names of other teams? Because you have to call the other team coming to the plate too. So when do you start looking at – what your daily routine will be like. Yeah, baseball, It um, there's a lot of preparation into it just because there is a lot of games throughout the stretch <laughs> of the season. And so um, the prep load isn't as daunting as most people think it would be. So I tend to do it about two to three days before a homestand. Um, so, for example, if it's – Milwaukee and Arizona back to back like that then uh, I would prep Milwaukee first and I'll go through their um 48 man roster yeah 48 right 40 man 40 man roster yeah 40 man roster I'll go to the 40 man roster look at all the players that are on there um see who's on the IL or who could potentially be called up and then look at the 28th man roster and then see who is active and more more likely to be coming out, yeah. uh, either a pitcher or a batter. Um, and the league has a 
league-wide pronunciation guide. Right. And so we have access to that, obviously. And so we looked through that to see if there's any anything there that they can help us. Um, and if not, then YouTube becomes my best friend, and <coughs> I'll uh, search up their name and then look at previous broadcasts that have said their names. Um, and then it's the tricky part is because baseball is such a long season, there's a lot of factors that go into a lot of uh, minor leaguers coming up where it's like they're not on that league-wide pronunciation guide because they weren't active at the start of mm -hmm. opening mm -hmm. day. And so I have to do more research on my end. And sometimes it's even harder because they might not have a lot of like highlights or anything on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so then our showing up day of and trying to get to our communications department as soon as possible and just asking like, hey, anybody know the pronunciation <laughs> on this guy? And, <laughs> you know, sometimes that includes going to uh, – the marquee booth and asking uh, Boog and JD if they know or, or, or Pat and Ron and just trying to get as much of the pronunciation right and consistent across everyone so that we're all saying it right because um, in, in a sense we're all a team uh, even though we're in all separate booths our job is to say the names as right as mm -hmm. possible mm -hmm. and so I, I pride on that a lot um, because that is the bulk of the job is saying the names of the players and so I'll go through as much channels as possible to make sure I get it right uh, and then sometimes if if I need to I'll phonetically spell it out myself yeah. so that I have a way to remember it and then I have a sheet up there whether it's the MLB one or my own and it's right next to my microphone I'm on top of my game day binder and I have it as a mm -hmm. reference point throughout the game. Have, have you ever had to either A, go down to a clubhouse just to double check because you're not sure because here's the tricky thing about YouTube I found out just from pre and post game and all those different things is you can go there, and sometimes the broadcasters of their own team will be saying their name wrong. For instance, Brian <laughs> Erlacher is not Brian Erlacher, but half of our city says Brian Erlacher. Probably more than that. Probably like seventy-five right? percent. <laughs> I, I say it, Erlacher. Joakim, Joakim Noah. It, it went mm -hmm. back and forth. There was a Cub, Todd Wellemeyer. He was Todd Wellmeyer at first. So sometimes you get. Have you had a play? Have you had to go down, or have you had a player? Anywhere be like, you don't have to tell us the name, but if you had a player be like, uh, yeah, so I told everybody this is how I say it, but it's really this. Yeah, no, I've, I've, uh, I've had a situation before where uh, I was saying it wrong and I, was, I had like multiple versions of the name. And so, <laughs> but going directly to the player is the last resort and mo more than likely it should never happen. Yeah. Because my, my, uh, my job is to not really bother them because we all have our own. They're they're let them focus on what they have to do game day wise, mm -hmm. and I focus on what I have to do game day wise. So I never want to go to a player directly and say, "Hey, how do I say your name?" Yeah. Even though, <laughs> even though it'd be the easiest yeah. and yeah. quickest way at the professional level, I don't want to do that. And mm -hmm. so uh, I I know that I have multiple people I can go to first before if that would ever be the case. Um, but even when I did go through those steps, I would have a particular person come to me and say, 
no, you, you said it this way. It's not this way. And so I don't want to say the name. Yeah, but, <laughs> understandable. But, you know, there there was maybe like three versions in one season of that name. Okay. So, Just so you I know, it, bad it is Stuckmeyer, not Suckmeyer. So please. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Uh, and the other versions, we're not even going to say on YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to help you out. We've spoken to Jameson, the new Cubs pitcher. It's Tyone. He says, I know. like, a yeah, tie that's a and tricky you one, it. But it, it, every, I've, I think everyone got it wrong at first when he first yeah, signed. I definitely did. He says, it's like, <laughs> it's a tie that you own. I'm like, <laughs> right. all right, yeah, that helps. That's the best way to remember <laughs> it. That helps me out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure, and, so. like, when, they, when players get signed, I, like, look at it immediately. Yeah. So if, like, with Jameson, <laughs> like, when he got picked up, I, I looked at it again, but – it also helps that you are a baseball fan, and me being a big baseball fan, I keep up with the entire league. Okay. So I'm familiar with how anybody is saying any player's name. So that also helps yep. in my preparation is to be like, oh, I remember when someone on MLB Network said their name, and then so, or maybe I'll like stumble across other like game day videos where like I'm hearing it in the background, and so. Uh, it, uh, Jameson's name is something that I, I, I've heard in, in, in years past. I've never gotten to announce him yet, <laughs> but there you go. I was already aware of his how to pronounce his name, and so that helped out a lot, yeah, too. We're coming up on it now. Look at your chance. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so this isn't a Cubs player. Uh, on TikTok last week, I had a slew of uh, Cardinal fans yell at me because I said Jack Flaherty's name wrong. I said you it. Say it wrong all the time. I said it, Jack Flattery. <laughs> yeah, you call him Flattery. We know. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's in my defense, in I've form. heard it both ways. All right, but is it is it is the MLB uh, pronunciation? Is it actually Flaherty? Is that how they have it in the book? Off the top of memory, I believe so. It should Flaherty. be because that's the correct way to announce <laughs> yeah, it. It's right. Um, how it's spelled out on there is, I have no idea. But mm-hmm. like, I. I could picture it as flare, uh, T. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So do you have it like? Mm-hmm. I, I you mentioned you had like the list. Are they mostly spelled out phonetically, or are they mostly spelled out with like 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 how do you would you rather have the phonetic spelling or like the last name or or both? Like how? So it's it's interesting because it really depends on the name. So if like the first name is a common first name, but the last name is hard, it would just be the last name. Okay. And so there's been some times where there, the 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 whole name is hard, and they give me just the last name, and I'm like, oh, I think it's this, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So that's where the, all the whole okay. research process comes into play. But for the most part, they do a really good job of covering all the bases on what would be typically hard to okay. anybody trying to look at it for the first time. Yeah, so. oh, definitely. And you've got to throw the Chicago accent into everything too. You have to decide: do the fans want to hear? Contreras, or do they want to hear Contreras? It depends on where you're, on what side you land on with that. Uh, so yeah, I, I typically stay with my delivery. Yeah, and so even though I, I'll try to slip in a, a few like rolling the R's here and there. Okay. Yeah, uh, but as an announcer, I want to stay consistent, so I try not to stray too far away from anything, just because it's like I. I want to be that voice that's consistent mm-hmm. all year round. I Just think give it a little would, flavor every once in a while. Though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it would be fun to have uh, like somebody like Mike North, the old radio announcer, uh, 
from the score come on and do a broadcast with you or a game with you at Wrigley Field, and he could throw in the heavy Chicago accent. <laughs> now batting. <laughs> you know? like the the, the heavy south side, north side accent. Um, what I love about what's happening for you, and you've earned it, and you're doing a great job, and I haven't heard anybody say anything negative about the way you go about your business at Wrigley Field, which it's is always good. Which it, well, first of all, it's a rarity in almost anything. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah, true. Like yeah. somebody is always complaining there's, about there's, something in yeah. our world today. Mm-hmm. So I've never heard anybody say we don't like Jeremiah. Everybody says they love Jeremiah. They love the way you do it at at Wrigley Field. What I think is cool is you grew up going to games with your mom at Wrigley Field, and now when kids go, the voice that they will associate with that first experience at Wrigley Field, when the first time you walk up and you see the Ivy with your own eyes, instead of seeing it on television or hearing it on the radio, the voice they will associate with that experience will be yours. Is that something you've ever thought about that? Yes, no, definitely. I I definitely pride in, I have much pride in everything that I do, especially that. And so that's why like I try to, take care of myself all year round because I have to take care of myself, but I pay more attention to like the things that I eat or drink throughout the baseball season because 81 home games is a lot. Yeah. And my goal is to never miss any of those 81 home games or more. And so I, you know, pay attention because you, you know, you don't want to come across where like those factors where you can't control if, you know, you get food poisoning. Yeah, you know, you you just get sick or something like that, and so, um, you know, I think you know, there's a couple pro athletes that have always said in the past, like, or, or like Michael Jordan, I think he said, like, hey, this is someone coming to the to the game. This is gonna be their probably first mm-hmm. experience of seeing me for the first time, or 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 having the only opportunity to see me play, and so that's a quote that I've taken seriously from my end and my career is because because I am a part of the game day experience in some way somebody might be coming to Wrigley for the first time and and they I know obviously you go to a Cubs game to to see the the Cubs play but there might be someone that appreciates the game day experience and takes in all the factors like the organ the the video graphics me as the public address announcer and so I don't want somebody to miss out on that experience because I was sick or mm-hmm. I didn't take care of myself uh, a couple of days before. And so, um, yeah, no, I, I take the, the whole game day experience to the heart and I make sure that I, I will never miss a Cubs game mm-hmm. as the public address announcer. And so, exactly. <laughs> knock on wood. Um, so, yeah, I, I like I said, just it's, keep, keep it short. I, 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 I pride think, on it a lot. I do think a lot of people, like, take in a lot of that because that's, like, part of my, like, favorite part about going to games is, you know, I like to get, get there pretty early so I can hear you do the lineups and all of that Thank stuff. You. And then also, like, I like the video that they always play before every game that gets the fans hyped mm-hmm. up. Like, it is it is the game day experience. Like you said, It I do think a lot more people than many might expect really – come to Wrigley for like that being a big part of it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like with the Bulls. Like I like going to Bulls games mainly to see the intro. That's honestly the, <laughs> the whole reason that I like going to, to, to Bulls games. 
And so, yeah, I mean, that's uh, – I really respect that Thank from you, you coming to say that uh, on how much pride you take in being at every game. Yeah, Definitely. and I think, I think it's also maybe like just like a, a subconscious kind of thing. Like people – maybe people don't really pay attention to it that much, but it's always like in the back of their head, right? So, like, mm-hmm. if they think about that game day, they'll there's, there's a chance that they eventually will think about like, oh, like, you know, the PA announcer, whoever it was. So, I, I get yeah. what you're saying as far as like just the whole over, overall – Wanting to get the players' names right, wanting to do a good job, wanting to you know even like not try to not have like a raspy voice or something like that during a game because it all it all plays into that experience. I understand that completely. Baseball sort of brings a different atmosphere than the other sports too. Uh, it, for some, at least for me, it does. It takes you back in time a little bit, and of course, Wrigley Field really takes you back in time, where you can almost envision players from different decades playing, going all the way back to like when they used to leave the mitts and gloves out on the field even, you know? And so you're doing it at a ballpark that isn't just another ballpark in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. There's cookie-cutter ballparks. I'm not going to say who they are, but they're out there. Milwaukee, <laughs> okay? So <laughs> St. Louis. Uh, but Wrigley Field is one of these unique places where people yeah. come from all over. We have Rachel in the chat. She came from England, and she, she got teary-eyed when she walked into Wrigley Field. You're part of that experience. I love that you take that into account, that you think to yourself, I don't want to be, I don't want them to remember from the game that the PA guy was sneezing because he didn't take his <laughs> Flonase in the morning, right? That's, yeah. It's crazy, but that's the type of unique, weird thing you have to think about. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, Wrigley Field is such a historic ballpark that people are coming from all over the world. And, and I met Rachel, and she came up to the booth mm-hmm. and, and saw the, what we do up there. And so it's those experiences like that where I, I'm very fortunate to have time to be very social with the fans and, and interact with them. And so I get to hear all these stories, and I know how much more it means to them as well. And so that's something that I always keep in, in uh, the back of my head. Uh, head as a priority is like oh you know somebody is coming from Arizona or California or Alaska or 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 London Japan or Germany (laughs) all over the world so it's like that's gonna be their first experience Mm -hmm. of Wrigley Field and I I I definitely want to be a part of it and uphold uh, my best work for for all the fans that come through throughout the year. Fernando with a great comment in this chat asking if you have a spoken word count because we don't want to be charged by the word if you're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I do want to ask you about the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You are, listen, I have to call, you're a Hall of Famer. Your face is in the Hall of Fame. Your microphone is in the Hall of Fame. You're the youngest PA announcer in Cubs history. You're the first African-American PA announcer in Cubs history. What does that mean to you to be both of those things and also recognized by the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown? That is definitely the, the, the top of everything in my whole life because mm-hmm. I, uh, it's not something that you expect. I didn't even, like, I, <laughs> when I got the job, I didn't even expect that to come shortly after. I mean, there's a lot of guys that come in, and, and as players, they come in, and, you know, they work hard in their, their playing career to get that opportunity. And little old me here, <laughs> one season later, is getting that, that recognition and opportunity. So it's very humbling. 
still mind-blowing. I, I actually got the opportunity to go to Cooperstown last year, right before the start of last season, to go see my microphone that's in there. It's still crazy to this day. I remember <laughs> yeah. uh, the, my first season, midway through, my boss comes into the PA booth and he's like, just so you know, um, your microphone is going to uh, Cooperstown Baseball Hall of Fame. They reached out, so I uh, guess we're going to have to get you a new microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, Mind you, I'm like, I'm prepping the script. Uh, I, we have, uh, my script's digital, so it's on the, my laptop. Mm-hmm. I'm just prepping, and he hits me with that news, and I'm like, Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. Does that hit you right away? Like when you like, no, it like, didn't. Oh my it, god, it didn't. And I think it hit me. It didn't even hit me when they took the microphone away. I it hit me when I was there at the museum, looking at it and realizing what was around it, mm-hmm. and, and the whole history of baseball being there. And like, it's me, but then there's. Jackie Robinson and Babe Ruth and, and all these big name baseball players and I'm somehow a part of it and so it, it makes you emotional at the same time too because you know being just a PA announcer and for you know the, the MLB itself to recognize like hey this is big stuff and we appreciate it and uh, you know just them appreciating the work and the history and the accomplishment that um, that came with being the Cubs PA announcer it's 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 leaves me speechless most of the time. So yeah. that's pretty cool. You're not you're not a PA announcer. You are the PA announcer. You are our PA announcer in Chicago. Thank you. Nice. A, how about some ducks? It. We got I ducks for that it. too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's that's super cool to be. In Cooperstown, we can say we're friends with a Hall of Famer now. We can. Yeah. We've had a you Hall of Famer what, on the podcast. There you had a Hall of Famer on the podcast. Look at us. That's right. Biggest guy we ever had. Hey. Wow. Hall of Famer <laughs> status. I mean, you go bigger than that? Just when you thought we couldn't get bigger than Joe Madden, <laughs> we had Jeremiah Paparazzi. That's right. Oh, yeah. man. Just see, when you thought. Just hearing you guys say Hall of Famer is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, that's the part that comes in where you're like, yeah. holy, holy crap. Yeah. 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 That's that's. It's a reality. Yeah. So one other thing I is I always see you walking around Wrigley pregame. Whenever I'm on the field doing whatever I have to do, I always see you walking around the stands, you know, saying hi to people. What is what is that like? Just that every game day you come in, you got people coming up to say hi to you. That I mean, that part of it. Have you ever expected that, like, to have just people know who you are, people coming up to you at Cubs games and, and wanting to take pictures with you or just com- converse with you, that, that part of it? Yeah, no, I mean, I've – I um I am lucky to have enough time from when the gates open to my first pregame announcements where I have the time to kind of walk around and talk to people and, and, and enjoy. So I kind of get there about three, three and a half hours before first pitch just so that window before the gates open, I get all my preparation mm-hmm. in. And so I have time to go down and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, talk to people. And Wrigley has such a great amount of guest service employees, uh, field security, and and I enjoy going down and talking to them and just, you know, having conversation. Uh, and then when the gates open, it, it's really cool to kind of, you know, be a figure to a, a whole lot of people and sometimes even an inspiration where um, 
parents are parents are coming with their kids and like hey we 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 showed your story to our kids and now they're uh you know mimicking you and trying to trying to uh announce cubs players and taking pictures and i love that stuff man like Mm -hmm. being a being able to be a figure now and people coming out and say hey can i get a picture i'll never say no to a picture like that like you you hear the stories of some celebrities or people that are you know figures and they keep going or they they pass by and something like that always upsets me and so it's like these people appreciate you and the 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 value that you bring and so it's like of course like you're you're a supporter of mine like the least i can do is take the time to, to you know you know talk grab a picture be an influence of some sort and so you know there's by the um when you come in by the media gate sometimes mm-hmm. there's kids with, with a baseball and they're like can you sign my baseball can we grab a picture cubs con was great uh yeah. that was my first cubs con uh i don't know if you guys know humble brag i have a baseball card with tops <laughs> and so people hall of famer wasn't enough <laughs> hall of famer wasn't enough <laughs> and so people have my uh baseball card and they're they were coming up to me and like I started my own little line of signing autographs mm-hmm. and signing predominantly the baseball card, mm-hmm. and so uh, I don't take any of that stuff for granted. Uh, I worked hard to get to that level, and um, I'm definitely going to pay it back, pay it forward to to the fans, and um, it's it's something that is also a really humbling and cool opportunity to to be a figure. To, to a lot of people, yeah. Um, Patrick Kane, by the way, uh, about to be traded to the Rangers tonight. Well, there you go. Someone Ready in the chat official, is yeah. asking you to announce it. Well, it's not. It's not officially <laughs> it's not official, official, but it's happening tonight. Oh. Uh, we do. I want to make sure we get to putting Jeremiah to the test of introducing each of us. And if you're in the chat and you think you'd like to hear Jeremiah potentially introduce your name. A super chat would be a good way to go yep. about doing that. Uh, yep. Ryan, tell us all about game time because if you're going to a Cubs game, you're wanting to have the best seats this season so you can not only hear but maybe even see Jeremiah from where yeah, you're sitting. Yeah, you want to you go to a Cubs game, you want to be able to talk to Jeremiah pregame, maybe get a picture. You got your tops, Jeremiah Paprocki baseball card that you want to get signed. <laughs> you got to go to game time because that's going to be the best way to get tickets for Cubs game this year. GameTime is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. You ever dream of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? The 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert? It's possible with the GameTime app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on, again, Cubs tickets. If you're a White Sox fan, White Sox tickets. The Bulls are still playing. The Blackhawks are still playing. The Bears start in the fall. All that. You won't find a better deals on those tickets than with Game Time. Game Time is created by the fans for the fans. It guarantees the lowest price. If you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. I neglected to mention the Chicago Red Stars. You said your PA announcer. Best best deals on tickets for those games. Yep. The Fire, the Chicago Sky. I mean, are you still doing UIC? Yes. So there you go. If you want to go to UIC game, you could probably find tickets there too. I'm there too. There's a whole lot of opportunities <laughs> to meet Jeremiah Paprocki. 
and use game time to do it. That's all we ask. I've opened up a can of worms. Everybody wants their grandchild to be announced now. <laughs> super chat us. Super chat that. Uh, real quick, other Cubs news before we get to some fun stuff with uh, Jeremiah Paparaki. Uh, Caleb Killian looked good. Barb's mm-hmm. been asking for it in the chat. She wanted to talk yesterday. I said, well, the game's not over. Mm-hmm. But the control was better. That's the kind of thing. We don't want to put too much stock into any spring training game. Especially the but first one. But what we do on this podcast is occasionally overreact. That's just part <laughs> of the gig. And so it was great to see, and he might be in the starting rotation now. Is that too much of an overreaction? I'm all the, I'm Probably. All the, you know, I'm all the way back in, man. It's, only, it's still only February. You back in. Yeah, I'm it's ready It's still only February. I'm going to let you two overreact. <laughs> but it's the stride you were talking about. It may it have fixed better. the stride. The knee looks healthy. Was it was, I mean, apparently he had a knee injury last year. So Velocity was up? Yeah. So It's, it's encouraging. <laughs> Jeremiah, do you ever catch yourself during a game seeing something that is so awesome that even you sort of react in some way, shape, or form, like uh, Cam Sanders, Ryan Jensen, they both hit 99, or um, I've heard you say the Morrell home run, but like, has there ever been a moment in a game where you went from here in your introductions to here because of what just happened on the field? Um, I, I, I feel like the Morrell's first at-bat yeah. is yeah. probably the, the top memorable thing that I've experienced. Uh, because it was just such a magical moment. Yeah. I always heard stories about the 2015-2016 the uh, playoff runs and World Series games where you would feel the press box mm-hmm. shake. Yeah. And when Morell got a hold of that ball and it was going, that was the very first time I understood what <laughs> They meant by that, and yeah. I felt the press box shake, and I was like, oh, like, I was like, okay, this is it. This is cool. Like, that's a magical moment for him, but I was here to experience it yeah. live, and everyone else feels it, and, like, I felt the energy kind of circle around, yeah. and I was like, this is this is what – you know, this is baseball. This is what it's all about. And so that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember being at that game and, like, I don't think I was physically watching the pitch. I think I was – because it was the to, uh, the bottom of the eighth. Like eighth the game yeah, was about, getting yeah. getting close to being over. Um, So I was doing whatever I was doing, and I hear the crack <laughs> of the bat. And I, as I look up, I see the ball flying, and then the the press box shake. There was – for whatever reason, mid-May, there was a ton of people there at, at a Cubs-Pirates, Cubs I want to say it was, uh, at a Cubs-Pirates game in mid-May, and – the place is packed, and I, I understand what you're saying, like the press box shake, and you're like, it is loud right. as hell in this Well, yeah. oh, Gordon and Bruce ballpark. were jumping up and down, pumping their fists. No, that's not what happened. I, I still want to um, see a, a, a no-hitter, Yes, obviously from the, the Cubs side. Yeah. But that's like my lifelong goal, even as a fan, is to witness a no-hitter. That'd mm-hmm. be amazing. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. That's such a magical feat. For the longest time, I've I, never seen one. Yeah, for the longest time, I'd went without seeing like a walk off. Whether it was like whether it was a, I've never seen a walk off homer, but I've seen walk off hits. So I mean, I'll take what I can get. But I think it's walk off homer and for a no hitter. I think those are yeah. like the two things I would love to see. Yeah, I remember so, sometime during the summer last year. Or it might have been September, but. I think the closest we got last year to, to actually witnessing one was Stroman. I think he had six no-hit innings yeah. like at, at home, at Wrigley. 
Um, six no-hit innings, and then maybe like an out or two into the seventh is when he finally gave up a hit. But like that's as close, I think, as I've ever been to getting a no-hitter. But, yeah, I agree. Like that would be – just being able to see that in person is always sure. pretty cool. That emotion in sports is what – one of the things that makes sports great in general. Like where else, where else are you in the world where something happening can literally – people can shake the ground with their voice, right? Michael Jordan, when I used to see him at the old Chicago Stadium, when they would introduce him, you would feel the noise. You wouldn't even hear Michael Jordan announced. They would get ready to do it, and you would feel the sound go through the inside of your body. You would feel like your lungs and stuff (laughs) rattling because it was such an old brick building. Same thing, 16, World Series, all of those great moments. The building shaking. The only other thing I can think of is Woodfield Mall at Christmas time. Sometimes the ramps shake a little bit. But seriously, like sports are one of the few things where you can get people so excited. Not even a rock concert. Do you get everybody so excited at one specific moment that it literally shakes the arena or the building or the ground that you're standing on? So that's that's a cool thing. And the next time that person comes up, do you feel like you put a little more into it? Like... Say say a guy has a great game and he's got two home runs already. The next time he comes up, do you put a little extra oomph or do you like to go about it the same way you did the first two times up? I think the, the next day I put a little more oomph behind yeah. his name um, just because, like that, like we said, it was at the late end of the game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he didn't come back to, to, to the plate, so – obviously the next day you're kind of still riding off uh-huh. that energy because it was so special that him coming out again that game you're like that's that kid that uh <laughs> hit the uh home run in his first at bat uh-huh. and so you definitely remember it especially when you're seeing the name and for me when I'm reading it um but I always try to stay as excited uh and like the I think during the game, it depends on the scenario, but, like, I try to, like, up the energy as the game progresses. Mm-hmm. Um, and, obviously, when you go to the bottom of the ninth, that's usually never a good sign. But I'm the opposite, where it's like, this is the big-time moment, clutch time, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, probably the loudest I could be in the bottom of yeah. the ninth. So. You're building the whole time. It's yeah. better than falling the whole time. For sure. So, I mean, I'm the ultimate ultimate man with the microphone so I think that's part of my responsibility too but as a fan naturally I enjoy that that clutch time moment where it's like I want to get everyone hyped up Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. so I get what level you're saying because I've heard you announce opposing players and you can tell the difference compared to them Comparably to the we don't, we don't two when you're the Cubs, players, <laughs> I, so. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you, you can tell the difference. Yeah. I feel like in a way that could be hard to do because, like you said, you want to be consistent and all this stuff. So, like trying to obviously hype up the Cubs players more than any opposing players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't go to the degree we would. Like for instance, we would have been like, and here comes Yadier Molina, mm-hmm. right? That way, you're just, <laughs> still professional. Yeah, you're still professional. Yeah, you still what, say it's his professional, name because but it's he's not, a professional like, baseball could, player. You, you Cody could, would say, "Here comes blanking Yadier Molina." <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference in how that would go. So I was watching the Cubs at spring training do all their nicknames. I think it was Marquis 
Maybe it was yeah. the Cubs. It actually might have just been the Cubs. I'm not oh, sure who yeah. it was. It was on social. Everybody was yeah. doing their nicknames. And so Saya was Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. And I forget who was Butter. Who was Butter? Oh, it was one of the relief pitchers, one of the young pitchers, butter? straight butter. Is it Jensen? It might have been. It might have been Jensen. Cody Bellinger was belly, and I thought to myself, we have Jeremiah coming in. <laughs> we should see if we can get him to do introductions for us. Maybe somebody in the chat. Um, I would like to hear something for Cody on the lines of the godfather of analytics. Cody <laughs> Del Metrics or Cody Del Cody Del Mendo is the name, but if you could throw in the Godfather of Analytics, <laughs> Cody Del Mendo is the name oh. you need to remember. What what twist could we put on that? See, so if my insight on nicknames is uh-huh. as a an, uh, as a PA announcer, I hate nicknames. Oh, like it's like. I think it's. I think it's just as the professional like yeah experience of it. It's like we're like so like professional, but also straightforward Mm -hmm. at the same time. First name, last name. Okay. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do then. If you don't want to do nicknames, no, I was gonna say. Oh, you're gonna. Since I'm on the show. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'll make it. Actually, that's what we like. (laughs) That's what we like. I was gonna say. Well, if I have to set up the whole thing, I will, and then we'll let you say the name professionally. But if you would like to. Join the party. That's even better. Exactly. Uh, Cam Sanders was the butter. Was butter apparently okay. All right. through ninety nine butter. So what's the? Uh, what do you think? What, what would you like him to say, Cody? Because this will probably be, I would assume, on your Twitter page or your Instagram. <laughs> it's part of your TikTok tomorrow or whatever that stuff is. Uh, the the founder and co creator of Dell Metrics, Cody Delmendo. So, oh, that's wrong. a lot. It's we a better lot, better start yeah. writing some yeah, of this stuff. Yeah, you want, you want me to put a note? Um, oh, just like the founder, hold, like hold yeah. it up where you can. The founder of Dell Metrics, <laughs> Cody Delmendo. There you go. All right, you, you want me right, to write these down, Sarah? Can we just quickly get that on the like bottom part of it so oh, you yeah. can see it? Yeah, that'd be good if we could put it on the screen because <laughs> I'm going to start thinking of mine and then he can just knock them out one after another. If so not, we've got. The founder and father of Del Metrics, yeah. Cody Del Mendo. There we go. Uh, Ryan, what are you looking for? Uh, Once I'd benched 275. That yeah, would be yeah, a good yeah. one. It, it, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, that's all right. D-E-L-M-E-N-D-O. Well done, Stuck. We'll just say no. We'll go, we'll, go, we'll go separate. I'll be... <laughs> I'll just be Hawaiian. Oh, Ryan yeah. Because uh, you, you've seen me there. I wear a lot of Hawaiians yeah. to the ballpark. Yeah. So I'll just be Hawaiian, Ryan Herrera. I was going to say, like. Oh, no, no, no. Say aloha to. <laughs> Hawaiian, Ryan. The Hawaiian, Ryan Herrera. That's beautiful. So the next one is say hello, say aloha to. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Oh. We'll do that later. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah's we'll, lost. Here you go. We'll do this one first. We'll do Cody first. Yeah. All right. Go for it? Yeah, go, go for, for it. it. Cool. Here we All go. All right. And now. Ah, see? <laughs> see there's a lot the of pressure. Founder and father of Del Metrics. Yeah, there's, there's it's a typo. Not wrong. my That's fault. Right. The founder and father. The founder and father of Del Metrics. Okay. There we go. Now we're good. I'm good. Okay, I'm here good. we go. Here we go. This right. is uh, Jeremiah Peprocki. And now the founder and godfather of Del Metrics, Cody Del Mendo. That was beautiful. Yeah, that's definitely going up on social media somewhere. (laughs) Now I think Ryan Ryan should be say aloha to 
the Hawaiian Hawaiian Ryan Herrera. Say aloha. Say aloha to Ryan. <laughs> Hawaiian Ryan Herrera. That's not easy to say. You, this is why he gets paid for yeah, this. This is why he gets the big bucks. All right. Say aloha to Hawaiian Ryan Herrera. H E R R. Say aloha. He knows that's Hawaiian. I got it. Well, yeah. <laughs> do you want to? Do you think just you got put an it? Put go R- for it. R-A-Y-N. I think that's so. a lot of like tongue twisting. I think, I think he's got. He's it. got. He's got it. Here we go. Here we go. And now say aloha to Hawaiian Ryan Herrera. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. beautiful. All right. Uh, you need one now. What? Well, I was thinking, Kalata. Say say hello to the uh, the Godfather of bitter. The Godfather of bitter. Michael Kulata. Right here, Michael C U L L O T T A. We got it right there. Kalata says he's the only Godfather. He wants that back. The Godfather <laughs> of bitter. Um, mine should be something about. Uh, there's, uh, something about a Maverick vibe. Uh, Steve. Steve Epistucky <laughs> is also possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get off my lawn. It's time get off his lawn. Here comes Grandpa Stucky. That's not hey. bad. Oh, like it is it. good. I like it. That is good. All right. Yeah. Ed, we'll get it. Yeah, you. That's I fine. got it. All right. Should I do this in the old man voice? Yes. Oh, oh you wait. Have one? Oh, I'd like to in two different uh, fonts if you would. <laughs> get off his lawn. Here comes Grandpa Stucky. <laughs> All right. Baseball voice. Yeah. Now I want. The, I want. The, Get off his lawn. Here comes Grandpa Stucky. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That, that, was, that was good. That was Incredible. the best one. Rich says mine should include Thickmeyer <laughs> or Steve. Get off his lawn. Oh, that's, that's so good. Bad. That's so good. We should do one for somebody in the chat. Who should, who should Who's going to give chat? us the first super chat? First super chat. First super yeah. chat wins. Mike Dubs. Mike Dubs probably appreciate one. Doesn't say we, I met Rich down in Arizona. He may appreciate one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rich would be good. Mm-hmm. King of picks, Mike Dubs. What about what about Mike Dubs? Uh, he brings the Dubs to Wrigley Field. Mike Dubs. That's not bad. Brings the Dubs. Bringing to the Dubs to the North Side. Well, he always posts that video of him sprinting with down the, flag. the street with yeah, the flag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get out your flag. Oh. He's bringing the dubs to the north side. Mike Dubs. That's pretty go. good. Get out your flag. Is that what we're going with? Oh, I got a good one. Oh, Jeremiah's oh, got, got one. It. All right, all right. It's time to fly to W because he's bringing the dubs to Wrigley Field. Mike Dubs. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's top professional. Of the, like the top it. of his head. I like it. Improviser. <laughs> I think that's, that's so good. good. We're going to have you send us. Well, I'm going to set you up to send us out at the end of the podcast, Hall of Fame style, Hall of Famer. They're saying, take your shoes off. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> don't take your shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep them on. <laughs> it we does got, sound uh, like the Imperial Margin horn. Yeah, 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 look at you guys with your matches. Uh, see, I, it's there we go. Time. He's there got the go. dunk highs. I got there the Jordan Lowe's. Very nice. All right. Sir. Anyways, Sir. it was super nice to meet you. Yeah, thanks for having would, me on the show. It was a blast. We'd love sure. to have you back another time. Uh, very excited for what's going on in your life and looking forward to hearing your voice at Wrigley Field for decades. I hope you're doing this until you're 85, and then we will hear the grandpa voice <laughs> at that point. But Hopefully it stays like this. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for, uh, oh. thanks for coming in. Super chat. 
Uh-oh. Great stuff, guys. Best show so far. Well, Fernando right. with a super chat. Go, Always appreciate Fernando giving well, well, us Let's give Fernando one. Be like... Spreading the cheese. The king of super chats, Fernando Rodriguez. Yeah, the king of super chats, Fernando Rodriguez. Yeah. The king of super chats. Can you give us that one? Yeah. The king of super chats, Fernando Rodriguez. Beautiful. There you go. Well done. That's a way to send it off. Right more segments. More segments, please, <laughs> Parsons. We got to go. We got to go. The Patrick Kane stuff's going to take off. Uh, huge thanks to Jeremiah Paprocki. Don't forget, get your tickets. Go to Wrigley Field. Listen to him. You can also catch him with the Red Stars, UIC basketball, all O'Hare Airport. You're going to hear him all over the place. He's international. Um, thank Cubs you. fans, next starts here. We're looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark in just 30 days. Go Cubs. <laughs> there you go. And now, uh, thanks for listening to the CHTO Cubs podcast. And thanks for listening to the CHO Cubs Punkcast. Presented by DraftKings. And don't forget, fly the W.